When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Where Sean Levine will step in the ring with Brennan Tobin in. You gonna fight me? Here on Tapped Out. That's right, fight me like a man. Only on the BetQL Network. Get over here! I'm going to try to throw a hand through this guy now for an hour and 20 minutes. Finally, here we go. In the octagon, Brendan Tobin, myself, Sean Levine. Somebody needs a referee. I'm going to have that someone pull me off this guy. He's been ridiculous. Um, Nate Diaz, you mentioned this earlier. I think there's a chance that we'll never see him fight in the UFC again. You going to fight me? No, I'm not going to fight you. I think that was so such a strange response to all that stuff this week. He has been sitting here very vocal that he wants a fight. It does not feel like he is very picky about what fight he wants. He just right. wants his contract to be up so he could be in a negotiating state. And the only thing I could think about this is they are just holding out for that last fight to be against Conor McGregor. Like, that's the yeah. only thing that makes sense. Because otherwise, why would they hold it out, right? The only thing that really makes sense is we want him on this deal, which I'm sure is more favorable for the UFC than if he were to go and be a free agent and be like, well, I got the Jake Paul fight, so how much are you going to pay me to fight Conor McGregor? Um, And it kind of – it sucks for Nate because he just wants to get uh, in a position to where he can be in a better negotiation spot, and they're kind of just like running out the clock. They're doing a lot of what Francis Ngannou is doing to him. That's exactly what they're doing to Nate Diaz. Like they're trying to put him in the spot where – it's going to come to and it's so obvious that it seems that it's going to be Conor McGregor now because why else would they not let him have a fight you know those, those are both massive paydays for Nate too like you talk about the money that's involved if we got a chance to see Conor and Nate three and they did a little bit of that tour again and it was in Vegas or whatever that would do crazy numbers and then if he got a chance to be the guy to get him with Jake Paul after Jake Paul knocks out Tommy Fury and then he's the first one to knock out Jake Paul. Like, Nate Diaz becomes even more of a folk hero. I do feel in a weird way bad for Nate because he should be able to get one or the other. Like, UFC should at least come to him and, you know, behind closed doors and say, we're going to wait for Conor to get healthy, and then it's time. Like, we're not. this is not going to become Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather. We're not going to do it three, four years too late. It's already probably a year too, too late already. That's the fight. So, sorry. That's what we're waiting for, like you said. Or – Go out there and fight this guy or that guy, whoever his name you call out, and then go fight Jake Paul and be like, give him all your blessings. He's getting really screwed here. Yeah, it's because if you're Nate Diaz and you hear that, you're like, well, why Why if it was the other way around? If Connor wanted to go do something, you guys would make the stipulation for him. And I 
just want to finish my deal so I can go do something. Why do I have to wait for Conor McGregor? Even if that's, you know, it, it does seem like you say in a good position, you're getting Conor McGregor and then maybe you'll get Nate Diaz after that. To him, he's saying to himself, well, why can't I just control my career, fight whoever I want to now, go fight Jake Paul, and then maybe I'll come back for Conor McGregor. You guys can pony up for me then. So uh, I, I, I can get Nate's frustration there. And it's also weird that now Dane is basically saying, well, what has he done lately? You know, what, what is his career? It's like, all right, well, do you think he's a viable entity or not? Like, make up your mind. Yeah, is he a needle mover? I mean, seriously, like, figure it out, man, because at first he wasn't, and then he was, and come on, Nate Diaz? I'd say he's a top five must-see guy still. If he's in the octagon, along with Conor McGregor, I don't care how old he is or how many fights he loses, people are going to watch those guys when they fight. All right, um, you're going to fight me if I say no matter what happens in this next fight between Max Holloway and Volkanovski next Saturday night, that Max will be remembered by history as the better fight. Uh, I think so. I, I don't, I, I don't think I'm ready to throw the gloves on to fight you on that yet. I think the only thing that could change that is if Volkanovsky, who's been talking a lot about moving up and weight to 155, if he does win this, I think that shuts a lot of people up. And then if he were to go out there and he were to beat Charles Oliveira, he would be able to do something Max was never able to do. I mean, Max tried to move up to lightweight. It did not go well for him. Uh, you know, Dustin Poirier pieced him up uh, pretty good at, at lightweight. So while yeah, I feel like he'll I feel like he'll always be looked upon maybe as the more beloved fighter because I do feel like Max is in that rare air of just who hates Max Holloway. You must have mean like what else do you hate? Christmas and babies. But if uh if if but but if Volkanovsky beats him three and zero against him, whatever the cards say, three and zero against Max Holloway, and then he were to somehow get another title, that's a pretty uh arguable resume against Max Holloway. Yeah, no, when it comes to the resume, you're right. When it comes to the likability and the popularity and all that, Max just has that cool nature about him, that Hawaii cool. So he's not only a Hall of Famer, but he's also going to probably go down as one of the, I don't know, top 10 most beloved fighters, at least of this current generation. Um, Speaking of popular fighters, Hamza is training with Jack Hermanson, who, by the way, takes on uh, Darren Till. Oh, Jack Hermanson is Darren Till's next opponent. So we know that Darren Till and... Hamzad are the um, Smash Brothers. You're going to fight me if I say that one day we're going to see the Smash Brothers fight each other? Oh, man. I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. I think that could be a fun one. Uh, Darren Till's, you know, kind of got to get himself uh, a few wins, I feel like, before Hamza would even consider fighting. I mean, like, they're just two different trajectories right now. Like, Hamza's one of the hottest things in the sport. Darren Till's getting on fights with Ariel Hawani every week on Twitter. Like, that seems to be the only victories he gets. So, For real. I don't, I don't really know, you know, Darren Till's got to rack up some wins, I feel like, before Hamzat even considers fighting him. But, yeah, maybe one day. I feel like it'd be a fun storyline. What's up with Darren Till? Like, honestly, they've got all these <laughs> different fighters over there. Why is he the one that still gets the push? I don't understand. Like, he went out there and he's supposed to be Masvidal and didn't happen. And then he eventually got a shot for some wood, but it didn't happen. And then most like. Every time he gets, even honestly, I didn't even think he won the Gastelum fight, which was the last time that supposedly he got his hand raised. I just don't get it with Darren Till. Like, I know he's a great fighter, but I'm talking about compared to his brethren, compared to these other fighters in his in his weight class, he ain't even, he ain't even close. Yeah, not only that, but he's been in multiple weight classes too. Like he's tried to do that thing because remember he exactly. went blind. Remember he went blind because he uh, he was cutting weight at one point. Yeah. Um, last time, I mean, like. 
look, the last time Tyron Willie looked good was against Darren Till. Like that's that's like, and he, I mean, he put a beating on him. So I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't get it. I think it's first of all, he's a good talker. I mean, he is a supposed knockout artist. I guess I don't know. They're not good theories. They're just theories I'm throwing out there. I don't agree with them. Who's he knocking out? I haven't seen that guy knock out anybody. Um, Sean Strickland. Now, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So I did that in the first hour. You um, a fan of his? No. How do you feel about John Strickland? Uh, I was just I was just bored by his last fight. Like his last <laughs> fight sucked, and everybody was like talking Sean Strickland this, Sean Strickland that, and he's sitting up here and he's rocking the microphone all like you know I'm the hardest thing in the sport and all that type of stuff. And certainly could whoop my ass three ways till Sunday. But man, like he put me to sleep in that performance. But it, you know, it was a strong fight. It was boring. Yeah. He's a proven nut job, so he takes on Alex Pereira, so I don't think this is going to be a boring fight. Um, do you think if Sean beats him that maybe he fights for the belt next? If I said that, are you going to fight me? No, nah, you're saying a lot of stuff I'm not going to fight you with today, man. What's wrong okay. with you? Like This is not how the segment's right. supposed to go. No, I don't no, think it's crazy. He's, he's a top-five guy. Uh, Israel Adesanya's kind of beaten everybody there is to beat. Um, Sean Strickland is certain. I, I would say... If he gets a win, there's not many people have a better argument than he does to probably get the title shot next. So I think I, I do. I do think him and Pereira got uh, got into a little bit of something uh, over social media. So I think maybe maybe Izzy Izzy's known for calling a shot. So maybe Izzy thinks that he's going to beat Sean Strickland. But no, if Strickland gets the win, uh, boring or not, I don't think there's a lot of people who have a better case at getting a shot at style better than he does. I think I got one that you're going to fight me on. Um, a year from now. This date next year, Charles Oliveira will not be champion. He will not have the belt. You gonna fight me on that? Yeah, I am gonna fight you on that. Like, who do you think is gonna? Well, for technically, he doesn't have the belt right now. But like, let's just okay. uh, right. like, um, like, who do you think is gonna beat him? Like, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Like, who do you find is the uh, the viable entity? Like, you think it's Makachev? You think it's Daryush? Like, who do you think is the guy who's gonna end up on top? Do you think it's Volkanovski? Who is taking him out? Okay, that's a great question. If Volk was to change weight classes and give it a shot, that would be an interesting one. But you know that I think it's Makachev. We've talked about this both on and off the air. I've gone as far as saying that I think if that fight happens, I think Makachev should be the favorite to win, only because, and you're the one who always makes this point, look at his last few fights in the case of Charles Oliveira. He's great, but a lot of guys that he's fought are those dudes that are just nuts, right? We're talking about like, yeah, the, the four days and the guys that will just lower their head and come in the middle of the octagon and say, let's go. One guy that does not do that is Islam Makachev. He's the exact opposite. So I'm not saying that he would dominate Charles Oliver or anything like that, but let's say he had to get through both Daryush, Makachev, and then Volkanovski in a calendar year, which could happen since all those guys are relatively healthy right now. You and he stays active. Yeah, because I feel like he should be favored against all those guys. Like, Makachev has not done anything in the sport compared to Charles Oliveira. Like, I get the tools that everybody loves, and everybody thinks he's Khabib's protege. And we go crazy with the Dagestani wrestlers. See Umar Namaga made off tonight. Like, we go nuts for that stuff. And they are always very favored in the odds. But, like, Charles Oliveira, like, you say, oh, he's taking on the same guys. And I've said this, too, like, the similar opponents. But the thing that's impressive about that is he's not known as a striker. And so he goes in there and he outstrikes guys who are supposedly the best strikers in the sport. He's got more submissions than anybody. Like he's a, a beast at grappling. Like he doesn't have a flaw other than 
apparently not knowing how much he weighs. Like that is his lone <laughs> flaw, and everything else he is elite at. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't lose. And so for me, I just look at Makachev and be like, why would I think a guy who hasn't beaten anybody in the top ten, uh, is or top five is going to go out there and beat a guy who I think is an argument for being the best pound for pound guy on the planet? I I just don't get it. I you know you know. Maybe Makachev is going to be everything that Khabib is and more, but I don't see that yet. And but right now, the guy who has the better argument to be the guy who could dethrone the Khabib legacy is more Charles Oliveira than it is than it is Islam Makachev. Our producer Jake chimes in that Makachev's never beat somebody in the top five, so it would be a definite step up in competition. Although Makachev is more of a Nurmagomedov than. Umar Nurmagomedov. I don't think that's fair. You're just just throwing things out there. Why? Because he had sushi with him? No. Well, first of all, he did have sushi. Remember when he came on the show and I asked him about Khabib and he literally just turned the camera. Khabib was right there. I I almost pooped my pants. I got to be dead honest with you. When Khabib was right there, I was like, oh, my God, he's right there. And I just said his name. Uh, All right. Well, we move on. Um, Robbie Lawler says that Mm. he's surprised that he's now fighting on the undercard. You're going to fight me if I say that's where Robbie Lawler belongs? No disrespect, that's where he belongs. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I am going to fight you on that. I feel like Robbie Lawler should always be on the main card. Robbie Lawler has an argument to be as one of the He's one of the most entertaining fighters of all time. Like, why is he not on the main card? Like, do you guys hate pay-per-view buys? I think that's a stupid thing. Like, why would I put Robbie Lawler on the undercard? Like, do I want that more than, you know... Lauren Murphy versus Misha Tate. Like I'm saying, if I'm knocking somebody off of it, uh, or old Snooze Strickland out there, like put Strickland <laughs> as the prelim. What do I? What do I got? Robbie. Yeah, Robbie Lawless should be on the main card. He's right. Guy's a legend. Guy's a former champion. But him versus Brian Barberina, by the way, sounds like an awesome fight. I'm down for that. I feel like that. That feels like fight of the night material for me. More so than uh than old Sean Strickland and his Nyquil fights. It took a while, but I got my guy back, Brendan Tobin, back into live here on Tapped Out. Uh, Bobby Green, not back. In fact, he's out of UFC 276. So guess who's in? Donald Cowboy Cerrone. No surprise there, taking on Jim Miller. We were talking about when Cowboy was about to fight Joe Lozon. We were both going to put some money on the underdog Lozon. Now I'm back on Cowboy. You going to fight me? Dude, I'm not that. I'm not, I'm not going to fight you on that. I agree. I agree. I, I love old school Cowboys stepping into a fight. You know what it's like? You know who the greatest quarterback coming off the benches? You'll rep- appreciate this because you're, you're, you're a Chiefs fan. Matt Moore. Uh, give me Matt Moore any time in a game coming off the bench. You give him a week of prep and practice, he's going to be a bum. Stink up the joint. Probably four picks. But I tell you, if your quarterback gets injured in the midst of that game, you're either winning that game or you're going to be damn close. I think Don Cerrone is better with less preparation. I love this. Give me Chase Daniel over Matt Moore, but your point. Oh, man. That's true. what are you talking oh. uh, off the bench? Just out of uh, cold. You take a Chase Daniel over Matt Moore? No, probably not. No, Matt Moore is probably the guy. Hey, while we're, uh, while we're, while we're getting on the octagon, the fighting real quick, you're going to fight me if I say that uh, Kyrie Irving is such a pain in the ass. 
that if I'm a fan of any team, I don't want anything to do with that guy. You gonna fight me? Oh, I'm definitely fighting you. I am so on Kyrie Irving to the Heat train, dude. I am so excited. Yes, because he's not. First of all, all these odds that come out, like the Heat are the favorite to get Kevin Durant, the favorite to get Kyrie Irving, the favorite. They better get somebody because I'm seeing all these odds and I'm getting teased all over the place as far as the Heat landing, as Pat Riley dubs it, the Orca, the whale. So uh, I'm definitely sharpening my harpoons for Kyrie Irving. I would love him on the Heat, especially because that means no more Kyle Lowry, who stunk up the joint in the playoffs. You know, and, and his, his hamstring, he's are, are busted and washed. So, yes, I don't care if he's a weirdo. I'm all for it. Yeah, but it probably also means no Tyler Hero. And I'm not shipping Tyler Hero away. Well, for, I, I disagree with that. Durant, but I am bringing in Kyrie. Kyrie Irving is a pain in the ass. I disagree with that. I don't think they have to give up Tyler Hero. That's part of the beauty I, I, I love of this. Because if I'm giving up Tyler Hero, I'd rather go safer. Bradley Beal, Donovan Mitchell. I feel like sure. Kyrie Irving, because he can walk or he could just, you know, blow it up. I don't feel like he'd have to give up Tyler here. I feel like they'd have to give up one another, like Duncan Robinson and Kyrie Irving. I feel like, boom, deal's done. Get him out of here. By the way, I saw this in a stat the other day, if you're a stat head, that um, Kyrie Irving in his Nets career missed more games than he played. I don't want anything to do with that type of dude. Coming up next, we're going to tap out. Best bets. We're going to try to get parlay. We're going to call you out, and then we're going to get out of here. Good Saturday evening to you. You're locked into the BetQL Network.